You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Monster House presents Monster Talks, a proud member of the Airwave Media Podcast Network, home of such shows as Subtext, The Projection Booth, and The Daily Meditation Podcast. If you'd like to advertise on this show, contact sales at advertisecast.com. Monster Talk is an independent podcast production of Monster House, LLC. You can show your support by subscribing to our ad-free extended episodes at patreon.com forward slash monster talk. We want to grow our Monster Talk audience, and the easiest way to accomplish that is for listeners to leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. Positive reviews have a huge impact and only take a moment. Let's get started looking for our new spring. I have my trusty new divining rod here. And believe me, gentlemen, if there's anything to drink on the island, I'll find it. This rod will point out even a few drops. A divining rod? Skipper, we can't afford to trust our lives to superstition. Oh, Professor, it's not superstition. Mr. Howe, what do you think of my new divining rod? Well, I think it's divine. Uh, no, it's not. It's actually quite unlike anything we've ever seen before. A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. In Loch Ness, a 24-mile-long bottomless lake in the highlands of Scotland. It's a creature known as the Loch Ness Monster. Monster Talk. Welcome to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters. I'm Blake Smith. And I'm Karen Stolzner. Today we're going to be talking to a man with a very cool job. He's working as a science communicator, teaching students and the public about critical thinking and pseudoscience. Sometimes on Monster Talk, we end up talking about stuff that I like to call monster adjacent. And I think dowsing falls right into that space. Many people believe in dowsing for water and other things and have had excellent results, especially on the water. So if they use rods and sticks and then they dig and they find water, doesn't that mean dowsing works? And I I would say I guess it works as well as my anti-werewolf amulet. I've had this amulet for many years and have not been attacked by any werewolves. 
Now, I'm joking, but there's a point to be made here. Take chiropractic medicine. You see chiropractic offices everywhere. Insurance companies cover it, and I know many people, some of them good friends, who find relief when they visit their adjusters. But does that mean that chiropractic works? Does it work the way they think it does? Does it regulate energy flow through your spine? Or is something else going on? Whether it's monsters or water finding or alt-med, it's pretty easy to convince people that there must be something to it or else so many other people wouldn't believe in it or wouldn't attest to its efficacy. And why would skeptics be so doubtful? Do they just hate natural solutions that don't support big werewolf? No, it turns out that many things that are widely believed, sometimes devoutly believed, are based on nonsense, misconceptions, and comforting lies. And sometimes it turns out that the easiest person to trick is ourselves, because many of us want to believe in these things, often for very good reasons. So I'm sympathetic. And if you're on the fence about dowsing, hopefully you'll learn some useful questions to consider in this episode. But the cognitive tools and test approaches that explain dowsing can be leveraged against all kinds of questions in life. And that's what Jonathan Jerry is teaching and what we're happy to share with you in this conversation that will start right now. Monster Dog. Jonathan Jerry is a science communicator with McGill University Office for Science and Society, dedicated to separating sense from nonsense on the scientific stage. He has a master's degree in molecular biology, and he brings his experience in cancer research, human genetics, rehabilitation research, and forensic biology to the work he does for the public. He's also, I can only describe it as a prolific content producer in the science advocacy space, and we will put links to lots of that stuff in the show notes, so check that out. But welcome to the show, Jonathan Jerry. Thank you. Yes. For the first for the first time I've been called a content producer and I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> the good or bad. Well, I, let me tell you that it is intended to be uh, a compliment because I see the world is basically broken into producers and consumers and there's nothing wrong with consumers we need them but I like to be a producer you know yeah <laughs> sounds good all right I'll, I'll take it in the spirit in which it was intended <laughs> thank you good stuff yeah. well Jonathan I came across the fantastic article that you wrote which is really after Blake's heart with the pun in the title dowsing dows it work so that's <laughs> that's why they <laughs> pay good... me the big bucks yeah I got a good chuckle out of that one and she didn't google the article she found it with a stick <laughs> oh. <laughs> Start so weird uh, so jonathan to begin with if you can give us a, a kind of definition or an overview of uh of this practice what is water witching dowsing divining as it's been known over the centuries yeah, it's a very old uh, method. Uh, you mentioned a few of its names. You know, radiesthesia is a, the more scientific sounding mm. version of it that was given to it by, by a, a French priest uh, in the 1920s. <laughs> uh, divination, water witching, dowsing. Mm. It's this idea of uh, it's a technique to allegedly find objects, traditionally water, but also a bunch of other uh, other things. Uh, finding objects that cannot be detected by our five senses. So if you think of this idea of like, I want to dig a well and find some water on my land, uh, some people believe that you can do that through uh, through uh, divination. The way mm-hmm. that it works is that the, the dowser 
who is a person doing the dowsing, they will have some kind of object. It's usually either a pendulum or it's a Y-shaped uh, rod or tree branch, or sometimes it's two L-shaped rods that they hold on to, one in each hand. Um, and they will ask questions to this device and the device will move a certain way to indicate yes and will move in a different way to indicate no. And using this process of asking yes or no questions uh, and refining the questions based on the answers, that will tell them you know, where the water is, how deep they have to dig, those, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. It's funny you call it a device because that word, I believe, comes from an older French word that means like wish or desire. And it's uh, it feels like a wish to me. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to be very objective in my definition of it. We will dig into, you know, whether it works or not and, and what's really happening there. But that is I, I suspect that is how a dowser would define what they do. And many of them would say, well, I'm not, I don't know how it works, mm -hmm. but I know mm -hmm. that it works. Mm -hmm. And in fact, since right. the publication. Since the publication of my article, I've received an, uh, a few emails from dowsers who are saying, you know, I kind of disagree with which, what you wrote. I don't know how it works, but clearly it works for me, so I'll, I'll mm -hmm. keep on doing it. Well, there, that, that is yeah. absolutely interesting. I, I think I first came across dowsing on the American um, documentary series. What was it called? Gilligan's Island. Yeah, no, there was an episode where they were using a divining rod. That's what they called it, a divining mm. rod to find water. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's actually a very old practice and unfortunately, I think, still around and growing in some ways. So maybe we could talk mm -hmm. about that. It. It's, it's, it's old. Can you talk about the history of this practice? I'm I'm not super familiar with with its history, but it's it is a very old practice. Uh, it's been around for a very very long time, and 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 those kinds of practices, you know, they become traditions, and people just you know a lot of people just believe in them simply because they've been around long enough. You know, it's a bit like the argument from antiquity. Uh, you know, well it's been around for so long, clearly it must work, otherwise we would have mm -hmm. let go of it. Well, you know, scientists have let go of it. It's just that some people uh, are are still using it and. Uh, uh, and there's and they are finding water uh, through dowsing, but there's there's a good reason for that, according to experts. No time like the present, since we're talking about the history. I've heard of the the famous uh, experiments and, and that you talk about as well. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but the the Shannon. The Scheunen, the Scheunen experiments. Yeah, oh so God. so uh, I don't speak German, but apparently uh, Scheune means a barn in German. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is a, a very uh, famous series of experiments that were done because, um, so we're in the mid-1980s, and the German government, uh, of course, has heard of dowsing, and a lot of dowsers think that they are picking up on a form of radiation. Uh, and that is what is influencing the movement of their pendulum or, the, or their rods. And so, of course, you know, radiation could be harmful to our health. And so the German government wants to know, hey, uh, you know, is dowsing real? In fact, a lot of people who were involved in that project wanted, I mean, they, they really believed in dowsing. They wanted to prove that it was real. And they were going to be hiring these dowsers to better understand this new form of radiation. And so they went about uh, testing uh, about 500 dowsers in total in Germany in a, in a barn uh, just outside of Munich. And the way that they did it was quite, uh, quite clever. So here we are on the ground floor of this barn, and you can imagine there's this, uh, this long line on the floor, and there's a wagon there that you can move back and forth on that line. 
And on the wagon, there's a short pipe uh, that rests on top of it. And on either side, there's a hose. And so you can actually have water flowing through that pipe. Uh, so you're moving the, the, the cart somewhere on that line. You're turning on the water. Water is flowing. Now, of course, if you put a dowser on that floor, they'll, they'll know where the water is. It can see it. So what you do is that you bring them up to the second floor of the barn and you duplicate that line up there. And so below uh, on the first floor, you move the wagon to a random location and you start the water flowing. And on the floor above, you go, OK, Dowser, do your thing. Find where the water is. And they have to figure out exactly where the wagon is along the line. Uh, there was they were they did a lot of um, a lot of preparations to make sure that this was uh, kind of cheat proof. They had a magician come in beforehand uh, and they, they were picking the, the position of the wagon uh, randomly. Uh, so, so as to minimize any kind of, of bias there. Uh, the researcher that was standing next to the dowser on the second floor didn't know where the wagon was going to be for that trial. And what I found really interesting when looking into that is that, you know, very often people who believe in the paranormal, uh, when you test them scientifically, they will say, oh, I failed the test because there were skeptics around and somehow <laughs> Negative the, skept energy. the skeptical energy, you know, got rid of the magic juju that I had going on. Uh, <laughs> but in this particular case, I mean, the German government itself was investing a lot of money into these trials uh, and the experiments who were who were running the trials, they all believed in in dowsing. They, they wanted to show that it was that it was a true thing. So all of the all the variables were all in, in, in the favor of these dowsers. And what happened was uh, was quite uh, quite spectacular, which is that uh, they they started with a, a fairly looser series of trials in that barn, and the vast majority of the dowsers failed. Uh, something like ninety one percent of them uh, did no better than chance at finding out where the wagon was. So that's pretty bad. But then okay, well maybe maybe you know they were deluded. Maybe there are some that that genuinely have this gift, and so those people who seem to do better than chance. They were brought back for a long series of trials. They would come back on separate days. They would try it again, uh, and they recorded the data. They recorded the predictions by the dowsers and the, where the pipe actually was. And it's just, it's it's complete, it's a random mess. Uh, like, it's mm -hmm. all over the place. And once in a while, you would see a dowser do very well on a particular series of tests, but then they would come back and they would do no better than chance, which is exactly what you would expect if you test enough dowsers enough times by chance. You know, one of them is going to do very well on a particular day. Uh, so that's why they brought them back, say, hey, let's see if you can reproduce your results. And they just couldn't. Uh, and what I found particularly funny is that the the uh, the Americans uh, were smarter than the Germans because uh, all the way back in 1917, uh, the American Geological Survey had concluded that any further testing of dowsing would just be a misuse of public funds. Uh, so it took the Germans uh, a few more decades <laughs> to figure this out. But uh, yeah, it's it 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 doesn't work. I'll tell you what I like Ooh. about it. It's a it's a humble experiment, but it has lofty goals. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it is true, though. It is true. It is really true. I love it. Moving us away from puns. Uh, I was also I, I was also reminded you about that. Sorry. I was, 
that's okay. That's okay. I, I do like a good pun. Uh, I was also reminded of, did you guys ever see uh, The Enemies of Reason, which was a documentary that was hosted by Richard Dawkins in 2006 yes. or seven? Yeah, it was yes. a, a little bit controversial, mm-hmm. I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah but yeah. while so, so I, don't, I don't remember the entire documentary, but in the documentary, there was a, a, a similar experiment that was arranged by Professor Chris French. Mm. Uh, and it was in a tent, and they had, I believe they had bottles of water uh, some were empty, others were full, and they were under these uh, plant pots or some kind of contraption to make them opaque. And they brought in these dowsers, and they would go over each of them. I think there were maybe six of them, and then they would say where the 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 water bottle with the water was uh, among those those six. And it was very interesting because they interviewed the dowsers, and so none of them could do it uh, better than than would be expected by chance. And so one of them. Uh, pointed at, at the sky and said, "Well, he's having a laugh, isn't he? Uh, you know, basically, the God God is playing a trick on him now that the cameras are on him." And somebody else, another dowser, a woman, was very interesting because at first she admits at the camera she she goes, "Well, I guess I can't do it." Wow. And, well, that yeah, day. Go. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, this is very interesting. Like yeah. this is somebody who is humble enough, and she's confronted by the evidence, and she goes, "Well, I guess I can't do it." But of course, she doesn't yeah. stop there motivated reasoning kicks in and mm-hmm. she she goes well actually i usually look for water that is buried underground and this water was above ground technically so i guess that's what I... threw me off yeah so yeah. It, i thought it was very well you know we used to talk to james randy a, a good bit and he would complain about that that anybody who approached his million dollar challenge if they mm-hmm. failed they might be humble that one day, you know? <laughs> but yeah. in, invariably they would come back later with, ah, I figured it out. Here's why it didn't work, you know, but they always had to agree to the protocol beforehand, you know, so it was a continual uh, frustration for him. Yeah. It's because it's, it's devastating to your ego because this is, I mean, in some cases, these, these are people who are doing this. Yeah, they're doing this professionally. They're making money out of it. They have a reputation. Uh, this has become like a passion for them. It's part of their identity. And now you're saying, well, all of this is BS. It doesn't work. Yeah. And what are you going to do? You have to preserve your ego in some way. So you figure out a reason why it didn't work that one time. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me of the wind prophecy. Difficult fails. to swallow. Yeah. 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 And the, the, I used to be affiliated with the Australian skeptics and they had similarly a, a challenge. It was only about $100,000, but there were a group of people that were vying for that uh, water dowsers. And of course, in a country like Australia with drought issues, uh, that would be a wonderful thing if it was true, mm-hmm. uh, if it worked. And uh, yeah, so there was a, a, this a documentary, I think, that's still available that you can watch, in, which basically follows the, the procedures and uh, they, they didn't have any success, of course, but uh, it, it's something that certainly seems to be found around the world. Well, you, you, you bring up uh, a very important point, which is droughts. And that's how I frame my article, which is that, you know, it, it felt kind of quaint for me to write about uh, dowsing in 2023. But the reason why it popped up back on my radar is because climate change is worsening droughts around the world. And so the value of water is going up. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I was starting to see these articles in the news. Uh, there was one from the Boston Globe. Uh, reporting on the the increase in the use of dowsing in Massachusetts because of droughts. And there was another another one about uh, in France where they are training uh, people in in dowsing in a village and they called it a growth factor with a bright future. Uh, And so... (laughs) 
the that's the, that, that's the thing is that you know we 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 like to we we want to embrace rationality and critical thinking and good science but then when some kind of cataclysm happens and it it changes society we very easily fall back on these old superstitions yeah. and so even though dowsing sounds kind of quaint let's say it's one of those things that you know skeptics were very much interested in the 70s and 80s and 90s uh i think it still needs to be on our radar because climate change is going to make it more uh, appealing i think well mm -hmm. I, you hit on a good point there though i think you know we talk about promoting critical thinking and skepticism, and I think we've always made the case that it's a useful tool for lots of things, you know, whether it's keeping you from being afraid of the thing under your bed or, mm -hmm. you know, worried about vampires or being a, a, an informed consumer who knows how to separate BS from fact. And the business side of the world does not care whether things are true or not if they'll make money. They don't. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. a, we, you know, Consumer Reports has an interesting role there. But I think, you know, just consumers themselves have to advocate for fact and truth. And, and mm -hmm. if you don't have the skills to figure out what's real and what's not real, then it leaves you vulnerable to being defrauded. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that is a, it's a strong part of, of the importance of skepticism, which is consumer protection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we, yeah. speaking of that, the, the business side of it, some, some not all dowsers look for water. Can we talk a little bit about some of the other alleged things you can find with a dowsing rod or, or the crossing coat hangers or whatever? Uh, yeah, so, well, it's pretty much anything you want. Uh, it can be oil, uh, it can be buried treasure, it can be missing persons. Uh, some mm -hmm. people will uh, use dowsing over a map. So they're not even on location. They're just using a map proxy to try and figure out where something is. Uh, sometimes it's it's dowsing your workout regimen. I mean, that's a, that's a particularly egregious example that I remember finding uh, where you were invited to use your pendulum and ask your pendulum, you know, should I work out for uh, less than 90 minutes today? Uh, yes. Okay. Less than 60 minutes. Yes. Oh, should I not work out today? Yes. Oh, great. I love dowsing. May, may I suggest that if you don't find water in your workout, then you didn't do it right. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and and there are also there are also some some medical claims of of people saying that it can treat uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, for example, and so endorsing dowsing for healing and those types of things, which I find wow. particularly uh, mm. particularly bad. Uh, mm. But then, of course, uh, in 2010. 
there were a number of deaths that were reported and that were related to the use of what turned out to be a dowsing device. It was a bomb detector yeah. uh, that came that came out of Great Britain. Uh, it was sent to countries like Iraq, like Thailand, Kenya, and they were these wands. It was like a, a plastic handle. And there was a metallic rod uh, sticking out of it with sw uh, swivel left to right, um, and they were they were training their people into using these dowsing devices to detect uh, roadside bombs. And people died because, of course, it couldn't do it. Right. Uh, it was it was it was it was dowsing pseudoscience. I remember that mm -hmm. story so clearly because part of my job in the Navy was vehicle inspection and bomb detection and it's mm. just horrifying to imagine someone doing that through that kind of a mm. method and thinking that they were safe because yeah. you know yeah. it, it provided some kind of protection you know that's just mm -hmm. ugh. That's so frustrating yeah, I, I just can't believe that one about uh, treating adhd though i'm just trying to visualize how they would do that <laughs> Yeah, I, I forget the exact uh, the exact reasoning, but it's it's yeah, it's there. It, whatever you can think of that would be a use of dowsing, uh, it's out there. I mean, I've I've found mm -hmm. some just really out there examples uh, because, of course, it's as 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 you see with a lot of pseudosciences, especially in the health field. It's it's usually predicated on this idea of like there's one boogeyman and uh, and we've got the panacea right so it's, mm -hmm. it's this very very simple thing of like this is the one cause of all bad things and we've yes. got the one the one remedy to cure everything well that's the people and, who say let's find the cure for cancer like it's a monolith what in the world yeah exactly yeah. you know it's 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 a family of diseases that have you know similar characteristics but they are they are separate diseases and so there is no one cure for cancer yeah exactly yeah well. We we uh, when I think about dowsing in the modern world, you mentioned map dowsing. One particular name comes to mind: uh, a famous um, spoonbender named Uri Geller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have, you, have you followed his sort of resurgence in the dowsing world? I've heard he's doing quite well with the mineral sort of oil finding sort of thing. I didn't know. I, that. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't know. Uh, my boss uh, Joe Schwartz is is a big uh, quote unquote fan <laughs> of Cody <laughs> Geller. Uh, fan is the wrong word, but he's been following him more closely than I have. Yeah. I mean, he's a charming dude. I just you know think he's a performer, not a uh, magic powered person. So, and sure. and and I'm sure he knows that, which means that he's probably aware that. This, he's probably aware of everything we're talking about. <laughs> but Chariz still, yeah, charisma <laughs> will will take you places. It will. It will. Indeed. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I, I did want to bring up an important point, which is that you know I've I've, I've sort of dismissed this uh, this this uh, you know uh, intervention and and talked about the, the Shoina experiments, but uh, a lot of dowsers will say, hey, but but how do you explain that it works? It, it works for me, and I think it is important to mm -hmm. explain what is really happening when you're out dowsing. Uh, and I found on the U.S. Geological Survey website, uh, there's a very good explanation uh, by, again, by experts in this uh, explaining. I mean, they have a page on, on dowsing because, I mean, they must have received so many questions about this. They were like, okay, you know, guys, let's just <laughs> put a page together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and as they state, you know, in a region of adequate rainfall and favorable geology, it is not it is it is difficult not to drill and find water. Yes. So mm -hmm. it it sounds. I mean, to, to those of us who've never done this, I've never done this. I've never tried to find a find a place to to drill down from water. But if you've never done this, if you're in a favorable spot with with adequate rain, you will find water, according to to geologists. And so, uh, so dowsing will help you find water. But of course, not 
doing dowsing will also help you find water. And what is mm -hmm. actually happening with the movement of the pendulum or those those rods that you're using is the idiomotor effect, which is well known uh, of skeptics, mm -hmm. the exact same thing that is happening when you're moving uh, the planchette on a Ouija board. Uh, and right. I've, experienced, I've experienced this myself. I, it really used to scare me when I was uh, a child uh, and I was doing this with my cousin and the planchette really, f it felt like it was moving of its own accord. Uh, but this is a well-known effect and it's basically these, uh, these slight movements of your fingers on the planchette or when it comes to a pendulum, it, it could be your entire arm or the rest of your body. Very small movements that bypass your consciousness. You're not even aware of them. You're not willing them, but they're just happening uh, subconsciously. And it can create these very large motions that feel like they're not coming from you. Uh, and mm -hmm. so you can sort of subconsciously get your pendulum to move a certain way and it will feel like some kind of external force. You know, we have words in our language for talking about things like this. Like the, the phrase self-delusion comes to mind. But you don't know you're self-deluded unless some outside agent, you know, makes you question it, right? And yet, like, I have someone in my family who practices dowsing, and I've just – they seem so happy about it. I don't <laughs> – in what yeah. way? I don't. What do they, do? they 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 the find water, water on or? on the farm. They they live in a rural place and they've used. I their, have a relative who yeah. does too. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. it's like in, in it, Australia, it works for them. They're not selling it to anyone else. It's a private. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel special. I I don't want to mess that up for them. But at the same time, I don't want people to they be wouldn't ripped. listen to you. Anyway, well, they probably wouldn't. That wouldn't be pleasant. I don't want to. Again, it would be like taking away something magical. You know, it's like someone, Espe who, especially if you call them self-deluded. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, language, like <laughs> language <laughs> matters. Yeah. I hope they're not listening, or if they are, it wasn't you, person who's related to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely talking about someone else. So, <laughs> I have a very large family. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It wasn't you? Yeah, was, I'm sure it was no, that the other same person. Thing, though, I, I've got a relative to a kind of distant relative and he has a farm in Australia and uh, I mean he's a very intelligent man mm -hmm. and uh, very scientifically minded but this is a blind spot yes yes and, and, I, and, and it feels it feels ungood un to <laughs> but I I would have no problem you know explaining someone having a, a bad Ouija board experiment uh, you know they they mess with mm -hmm. it and they don't like what happens I can easily talk them down, but I don't know anyone who's had a bad dowsing experience except for when it gets outside of the water or you have to pay for it. But, but I still see it yeah. as being a great illustration of how to use science to test an idea. But mm -hmm. even once science has conclusively shown that that's not supernatural or paranormal or working by any of the mechanisms that have been suggested, the practice persists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and what you often hear is, I don't know how it works, but I know that it works. Mm. And people mm -hmm. kind of give up trying to figure out what the explanation is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We have, a, we have a, a Canadian Society of Dowsers, and on their website they say, there's no explanation. We don't know how it works. There are just theories. Meanwhile, there's a, uh, a, like a world-famous dowser named Leroy Bull. Uh, he says that he's guided by a translucent deer, a diaphanous woman, and a Russian agent of the Angel of Death. We've all had those so, nights. <laughs> so, so you've got the two extremes something there. other than water. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but, but you, you, you bring up also, uh, uh, Karen, you, you brought up, like in, I, th I think you were saying, you know, he's, this person is very intelligent. And yeah, intelligence yeah, yeah. and rationality are, are very different things. You can be very mm -hmm. intelligent and still fall for this thing because it's, it's again, it's hard. 
it's you know the explanation that I'm giving you of like the idiomotor effect. It it feels unsatisfying. Yes. Right. And it it feels like the 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 scale of the of the explanation does not match the scale of what they have accomplished with this this gift that they have. Uh, it feels just so banal and so so mm -hmm. down to earth and dismissive and uh, and and it feels just so magical to be able to find water by using two sticks. Well, it, the other thing is the you, you think about the idiomotor effect. It definitely affects the planchette. But if you have people try to use the Ouija board blindfolded, mm. the the, yeah. the the messages Doesn't come work. back different. <laughs> yes, it's in another language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But I do want to ask you, talking about this uh, fellow, this world famous uh, dowser, um, and it seems to cross over into something that that I've seen in the past, and I wonder if you have. And that is uh, people who talk about the idiomotor effect and, and recognize that it's a real thing, but attribute it to still attribute it to psychic abilities of some kind. So maybe psychics who say, oh, yeah, sure, this is the idiomotor effect, but this is a psychic skill and I have it. Right. That's interesting. I haven't heard that, but I'm not surprised at this idea that like, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm making these movements, but these movements are guided by some spirit yes. or something like that. It reminds there me a go. little bit of how uh, in complementary and alternative medicine, uh, when you test it rigorously, it does no better than placebo. And so what the fans of, of CAM have started to do is to rephrase this and go, oh, see, it works through the placebo effect. So now they have empowered the placebo effect to be this incredibly powerful force that mm. uh, complementary and alternative medicine can tap into uh, for your mind to heal your body. So what, whatever explanation you come up with, there's always a way of explaining it away and making it part of the magic of it all. Totally, yeah. I, I don't know why this just occurred to me, but you know how the idiomotor effect can explain dowsing and uh, Ouija boards. Wh whenever we mm -hmm. have like videos we examine of monsters or ghosts, we're, we're constantly running into people putting in CGI and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. with deliberate hoaxing. But maybe we could call that the video motor effect. You can trademark it if you want. Uh, yeah, to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to market that real hard. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much for coming to spend time with us to talk about this topic. Um, it's your first visit here. Uh, it is. Yeah, so I guess was. Time to ask uh, our signature closer, which is, what's your favorite monster? I I think my favorite monster is the abominable Musk Man. What? Uh, he <laughs> has what? been he's been spotted in Silicon Valley often oh, I see. toilets. <laughs> oh yes, yes. He's holding a toilet in the distance. He's cackling. Uh, of course, like like all monsters, his goal is to destroy things to soothe his ego. Uh, some some cryptozoologists believe that he is a cunning creature. Uh, but most agree he is an airhead. And if you're trying to track down the abominable musk man, uh, simply look at the ground and remember that X marks the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a new one for us, for the show. Yet it feels familiar. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? It's age old. Well, where can people find your writings and products besides our show notes? Where can people find your content that you have produced? <laughs> <laughs> uh, people can find my content. So uh, there's there's a website of our office at McGill. It's a very unique office. Uh, we are dedicated to uh, separate separating sense from nonsense for the public. So we write a lot about pseudoscience and conspiracy theories and things of that nature. So that's uh, McGill.ca slash OSS. 
And if you want to receive all of our new content, we have a newsletter. You can sign up for it free on the website. I also co-host a medical podcast with a medical doctor, which I am not. Uh, so it's called The Body of Evidence uh, with Dr. Christopher Labos. Uh, so we have been doing this for about eight years. And it's a, it's a really fun show. We have skits, we have jingles. We really try to make it fun and we take a critical and skeptical look at health claims. Uh, I usually say that I'm I'm on Twitter, but that will no longer be the case very soon. I am on Blue Sky. <laughs> if you have an invitation, you can find me on Blue Sky. I'm also on Threads uh, for now. Uh, I can be found on Threads uh, at Mastodon. I am not. I'm not part of the, of the Fediverse. I have not learned uh, Linux to figure out uh, to spin the wheel and figure out which <laughs> server that I should be on. Uh, it's too much of a headache for me. Uh, but those those are the main places. And and I have a website called, which is basically my full name dot com, JonathanJerry dot com. Uh, if you want to find out more about me and where to find me, it's all on that website. Fantastic, and we'll oh, put you... links to all that in the show notes. Yeah, you awesome. do so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm 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 mildly jealous that your university has this office. That is awesome. I'm I'm so glad of it. It is. Canada yes. continues to impress me. Ugh. Well, <laughs> it, it, it is, I, I wish there were more Canadian universities that had an office like this. But yeah. it's it's a it's a start, and I'm I'm very proud of sure. the work that we outstanding. Well, I wish you nothing but success. So. Yeah. And I also wish that wishes worked, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, uh, and have a great thank evening. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Monster Talk. You've been listening to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters. I'm Blake Smith. And I'm Karen Stolzner. You just listened to an interview with Jonathan Jerry of McGill University's Office for Science and Society. A link to his work and that department is in the show notes. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Monster Talk. Each episode, we strive to bring you the very best in monster-related content with a focus on bringing scientific skepticism into the conversation. If you enjoy Monster Talk, we now have a variety of ways to support the show, all with convenient links at monstertalk.org forward slash support. That's monstertalk.org forward slash support. We have links there to our Patreon page as well as a donation button. Another great way to support the show is to buy books from our Amazon Monster Talk wish list, which directly helps us with our research. We love used books very much, so don't feel compelled to buy new ones. And we love Kindles, so we can share our digital libraries with each other. And finally, without spending any money at all, you can support us by leaving a positive review at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Positive reviews help keep us visible in iTunes, which is a great way to help us find new listeners. And please share our show on your favorite social media platforms. Monster Talk theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. You could have put on anything to listen to as you walk that remote English pasture looking for water, but you chose us. And for that, we thank you.
This has been a Monster House presentation. I can't understand it, Thurston. All that nonsense about a divining rod to bring water. Uh, yes, I, I know. Totally unscientific. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.